Let's chat. 24 hours has gone by in 2024. And it has been a very observant 24 hours for me. The first thing is people want to, there's people who have brought in the new year wanting to fight. I don't know what everybody's situation is, their circumstances, what they got going on behind closed doors. I don't know. But they wasn't even trying to be of good cheer. Excuse me. They didn't want to be of good cheer. What happens to the holiday spirit? How the hell are they going to make it through? People like this that are just miserable. Miserable. And insufferable. How the hell are they going to make it through 2024? People like that will straighten their, their act up once they see the Civil War happen. Because it's going to catch them by surprise. They're not going to be prepared, especially like how we are when it comes to this podcast. They're not going to be prepared. They won't even see it coming. And the writing is on the wall now. Just insufferable. I was talking to a guy and he was complaining to me about women. I said, sound like such a miserable experience. How do you tolerate them? He said, I don't. And I said, that's a lie. (laughs) You keep chasing women down. I think that people have to learn to like the ones that like them back and to date on their level. Date in their lane. You'll learn what type of people is attracted to you. Stay right there in that lane. Don't go outside of it. You'll have better success. And to me, that makes sense. But people seem to do things that don't make sense at all. They want to force it and make it be. And it will never happen.
So I said to him, you want that girl to love you? And he kept quiet. I said, with all of the things that you know, you still want to try to make that girl love you? And he kept quiet. That's desperate. When you know this woman is talking to other men, she, she's dating. You know she, you're not her first priority. You know that she never will be. Because if she wanted you to be that, she would have made some adjustments, and she didn't. And you're still there. Trying to make her be someone she's not. Trying to make her do something that she doesn't want to do with you. And on top of all of that, you you are trying to make this girl fall in love with you. You can't make anybody fall in love with you. You can't buy love. So I decided that I've had enough of him because he's not going to make any changes. He's stuck in his ways. I don't want to hear it. So I just put him on a blacklist and let him figure it out. Because I don't want to hear nobody complaining about women. Women don't want to do this. Women don't want to do that. Then stop fucking talking to them. Duh. You know full well why women don't want to do it. You know why. Why are you complaining? You don't want to change anything. You don't want to do what makes sense. So, go on the block list. I've decided that 2024, I'm going to say less. And just observe. I already think people in general, excuse me, in general, as a whole, when it comes to this country, I think people are crazy. I think people need psychiatric evaluation. I think people need meds. They're not normal people. So there was a Zoom meeting that happened, Zoom meeting. 
And the girlies is talking about all sorts of things. Then they got into talking about prepping. So I contributed my little two cents. Then one of the girlies spoke up. And I could hear all in her voice. Depression, fear, and anxieties. And she was saying how she don't have the money, the extra money, to prep for anything. And suggested that someone would initiate some type of GoFundMe or crowdfunding for people like her that don't have the extra money to prep. Said to myself, why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? Why you don't want to take the lead on something that you feel that you need? Why do you want somebody else to do it? It's like the people in this country who they don't want to get together and protect the borders. They want somebody else to do it, particularly Donald Trump. They have this thing in their mind where he will make America great again. And when what happens happens, their heart is going to be broken. It's going to send them in a state of shock. And they're going to be even more confounded when Kamala steps up to be a president. Oh, honey, the racist people are going to be pissed. Oh, they going to be pissed. Oh, they going to be pissed. But again, I decided that I'm going to say less in 2024. So back to old girl. She sounded like she just wanted to go ah, at the top of her lung, just scream. It made me wonder, what the hell was she looking at on social media and the news? I've said on my social media platforms and on this podcast to take a break from it. Especially when things is causing you to have anxieties. Just turn the TV off. And get off of social media. And I'm wondering. Why didn't she. Have enough sense to say. Let me just turn the TV off. 
let me just go on a hiatus for three weeks, six weeks. There are therapy podcasts that I can listen to completely free. Let me go find one of them. There's an app called Vent, V-E-N-T. When you don't have nobody to talk to and you're looking for some advice, you can go right on that app and vent. You can always create a blog and be anonymous and just write how you feel and post it. You will find that you will find it to be therapeutic. And as long as your face ain't up there and your real name is not up there, nobody is going to know it was you. I remember reading this blog and I think the person got their picture from off of Pinterest and the things that I was reading on that blog was like OMG and whoever the person was ended up accumulating a lot of followers and subscribers it wasn't you know, 10,000 or anything like that. But it was enough. Somebody found what that person was talking about to be relatable. Nothing's really happening in the U.S. yet, except for the normal things that happen. The weather... Janky politicians, you know, the food is poison, the water is poison, the air is poison. The value of the dollar is the USD is dropping. It's the normal stuff. A little kid shooting up schools. Men mad at women because they don't want to. Have sex and give birth and, and labor. It's the normal stuff. But as the shit hits the fan in 2024, especially around November, what the hell is like somebody's gonna need to go check on old girl? That one is concerning. I'm going to lift her up in prayer. That one was concerning to me because it seemed like she she won that could commit suicide. I'm just going to, you know, put, lift suicidal people up in prayer and pray against the spirit of suicide. That's all I'm going to do. But somebody's going to need to check on old girl. She needs a wellness check every so often. There was one lady that was on a Zoom meeting. She was like, 
well, I'm kind of homeless, even though I'm in a homeless, I'm in a shelter. I'm homeless, but I'm in a shelter. And I can't prep. So what I started doing was training myself to eat once a day and to eat smaller portions. I can't prep. I always say where there's a will, there's a way when you need to do something. I know I went through a little trial and error for a year or two when it comes to prepping, and I learned a few things. I definitely learned a few things. And the first thing that I learned is that your shit will expire. <laughs> you put it, get something in the can, and it will expire. You put something in the freezer, it could get freezer burn on it. So I've learned to get a vacuum sealer and a Ziploc bags and freeze it. That way it don't get freezer burn. If you get anything in a can, take it out the can, put it in a vacuum sealer bag, Vacuum seal it, toss it in the freezer. It'll be good for a couple of years. That's what I learned. <clears throat> I learned about Mylar bags and those little packets that you were putting your food. I learned that if you can't afford it, you can spare the extra money. You can keep some of your... Um, things at home, and others you can rent a storage space, a small storage space, and store food there. Now, some of them places, I, I know that they do have mice, but you can always put put down sticky traps in your storage room and, excuse me, mothballs keeps them away. And if you seal your stuff right, they'll have a hard time getting to it. You could purchase beans. You could leave the beans in a bag or you can vacuum seal it. It'll last long. That's what I learned. You got to, when you're doing this type of prepping, you have to kind of put stuff in rotation, especially if you're buying canned goods. You have to put it in rotation. And it's also good to look at the expiration date because some things expire in a year and some things expire in three years. That's what I learned. Yep. That is what I learned. I'm still trying to figure out the whole growing things inside of an apartment. I'm still figuring that whole thing out and learning that thing. Because my thought is, how do these people get rid of them damn bugs? They fly around and do the most. I know that ladybugs will eat them and keep them away. But I don't think I want a ladybug. You know, 
if I had one of those apartments that had like that extra room in the back and then you go through the door and you're in the backyard, I would put the ladybugs in, you know, whatever it is that I'm growing so that they can eat whatever bugs. I wouldn't care if the ladybugs is there. But a regular, regular apartment? No, I don't think I want no ladybug. So I don't know how people are keeping them things away. And then I looked at those indoor hydro something things where you can grow stuff. And it looks like water is at the bottom of them. I'm saying to myself, how often are you changing this water? Because you're going to have to so that bugs don't grow inside of that water. And how are you guys keeping them bugs from out of that water? Do I want the responsibility of constantly changing water and one of those indoor grow kit things? No, I don't. I do not. I thought about, and this is interesting, I thought about getting a fish tank. And I actually found a nice big one for $15. I thought about getting a fish tank and a net and putting whatever inside of that fish tank and putting the net over the fish tank. I thought about that. Then I thought I probably don't want it to be glass because I will be relocating. I would rather it be some big plastic thing. So my my fish tank idea is on a back burner. So I still hadn't grown anything. I could grow scallions, no problem. But the main stuff that I really would like to grow, I hadn't tried to grow yet. Family Dollar has some little things, some little grow kit. And you could grow like strawberries and tomatoes. And it was $1.25. And I said, well, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, oh, well, it was only $1.25. And neither of them grew. Whatever that little thing is that it came with, that little fake dirt stuff, that did not get any bugs at all whatsoever. But I don't know what that, what that stuff was. So if I could figure out what the hell that is and... Where can I get it from? I may go that route as opposed to using dirt. I want to try to grow that, those microgreens. I know I saw them last spring in Family Dollar. So when spring come around again, I'm going to look for those microgreens and I'm going to try to grow them and see how that works out for me. So apparently people put them in salads. I'm pretty sure there's other things to put microgreens in, but I'm going to find out. So I'm just trying my hand, a little trial and error, see how it works, what works for me, what does not, what I want to do, what type of work do I want to put in it? What type of work I don't want to put in it?
And we'll see. I need something <clears throat> that, excuse me, if I decide to get on a plane and go somewhere for a month, that whatever I'm growing, when I get back, I want to I wanna feel good about not having any bugs or <laughs> not watering it or something. <laughs> I'm very serious about that too. So, for now, mylar bags, vacuum seal bags, and a vacuum sealer, honey, and a freezer works just fine. I wish there was like a super small, like deep freezer that you know, can be made. I've never seen, you know, a small freezer. But I have one. My deep freezer is large because I have people living with me when I purchased that deep freezer. That thing is so old, I'm surprised it's still kicking. It got to be about 30 years old at this point. It's still kicking. So, then I'm thinking about different ways in which I could, like, create light or create a fire indoors in case power goes out. Maybe there's a blizzard, power goes out, no electricity. You know, you can't, of course, heat the place up. And So, I saw someone do something that was really interesting and... <clears throat> they purchased some candles and some Crisco and they put it inside of a mason jar so that they can use it. But I'm thinking to myself, as that Crisco and that candle begins to burn down in that mason jar, will that mason jar explode? So I've got another idea. When I, like let's say I have some canned string beans and I open up the can, I could just rinse the can out because it's um, aluminum or metal. I can just rinse the can out, clean it up, dry it, and put the Crisco and the candle in there. So, you know, if it burned down, then... The can will be okay. Might be a little burnt, but it won't explode. That's the important part. That's an idea. I've also purchased myself a burner as propane. Purchase one of those. You can get them from like Walgreens, Walmart, Kmart, Target, Amazon. You can get one of those burners. And if you got to make a one-pot creation, that's just what it is. And I've been practicing one-pot creations. And I've come up with some really good, fulfilling, frugal meals. 
like I've been thinking of one cup, one pot creations for $10 or less. That's what I've been thinking about. Like, can you feed a family of four with a one pot creation for $10 or less? It is possible messing with me. <laughs> Mess with me, okay? <laughs> and I recently learned about these pots. I think they're ceramic pots. Let me look at it. Hold hold on. Because I got it. I got it, babes. I got it. I got it, babes. I got it. Hold on. I'm pulling up my list. Uh, it is. My record player is sold out, child. My God. I think I talked to y'all about me getting vinyl records and having a vinyl record player. Come on, pot. Here we go. Let me see. I can't really see what that say. Supreme Red. Uh-huh, my serving platter. Yes, a ceramic pot. A Moroccan ceramic pot. Now, you could put that over a flame. You could put that on your on your pro, propane burner. And if you don't have a propane burner, you can take those, those um, cans with the Crisco and the candle and put that little pot on top of it and cook you a one-pot creation. Mm-hmm. Sure can. Ceramic pot. Do the trick. Make you a nice stew and a one-pot creation, honey. A little bit of broth and a little bit of flour. That flour will thicken up that broth and make it a, more like a stew instead of a soup. You got your potatoes. You could toss that on in there with whatever you're going to put in there, honey. And you have got yourself a stew. And you can make your broth from scratch and freeze it. You sure can. Bone broth. Take the bones from whatever it is that you, whether it's a steak or it's a chicken or it's a turkey, it doesn't matter what it is. And you take that and toss it in a pot with some water, honey, and what you do with your vegetables, like say you have like celery and carrots and peppers and stuff like that, and like it's scraps. 
You take that and you put it in a Ziploc bag and you freeze it. Don't throw your scraps away because you can use those scraps with that bone and make broth. Now, after you get done boiling that bone with your vegetable scraps, you throw all of them scraps in the garbage, bone and all. That's how you make broth. Okay. A pinch of salt. Add a pinch of salt. Done. These are the things I learned over the last two years. Trial and error. Where there's a will, there's a way you could do something. You could do something. Now let's just say you don't have any scraps whenever you make any vegetables. And you cutting up your fresh carrots, or maybe you got canned carrots, or you got frozen carrots. Take a Ziploc bag, throw a couple of pieces in there, toss it in the freezer. You cutting up your celery, take a couple of pieces, toss it in that Ziploc bag, throw it in the freezer. When you get ready to make your broth, you got your scraps. And I'm going to tell you something else. If you have like high blood pressure, diabetes, what you add to that, them scraps is like a collard green, one leaf collard green, and either a sweet potato or a yam. Leave the skin on there. Cut a piece off of that sweet potato or that yam and you throw that in the bag with your scraps that will bring your blood pressure and your diabetes down you should feel it drop mm-hmm. uh-huh. sure can you sure can mm-hmm. 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 You surely can. There is a will, there is a way. For people that can't afford to pay for heirloom seeds, take the seeds from out of your tomatoes, take the seeds from out of your peppers and your cucumbers. You buy certain um, herbs. They have roots. Use the roots to regrow those herbs. Use the roots. Some of them is like leaves. You pluck the bottom leaves from off of a couple of stems. Put that in some water and it will regrow, and you'll end up with roots. And you could take that, and you could plant it, and it will regrow over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. The eyes that grow on potatoes, you could take that 
and plant it and it will grow a bunch of potatoes. Sure can. You sure can. Mm-hmm. And there's that. Amazon has those meals that last 10, 15, 25 years. You buy them a little at a time, the things that's most important. A little at a time, you'll be good to go. You'll definitely be good to go. I was looking at them and seeing that they had a, a one that was ground beef. I said, well, that's interesting. <laughs> they had one powdered eggs. I remember having powdered eggs one time. I was like, pip, 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 what the fuck is this? Listen, if there's a food shortage, I ain't got no money. I'm a razzle-dazzle them powdered eggs. So for me, I hadn't bought any yet, but when I do, my first two things that I have on my mind to buy is the powdered milk and the powdered eggs. Mm-hmm. My next venture, I'm going to make butter. I'm going to see how this turned out. So I got myself a hand mixer in my cart. They never went on sale on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or even after that. The price actually increased on it, child. There's a store that's near me, and I'm going to see if it's less expensive there before I go and I order one. But the girl used taught me to put that heavy cream in that mixer and let it do what it do, and it'll make butter, and there'll still be some heavy cream left over. And then the girlies taught me how to make my own coffee creamer. And I love me some coffee creamer, child. I love me some coffee creamer. So I'm thinking with the cost of everything to make the coffee creamer, is it going to amount to being more money than just purchasing my coffee creamer? I haven't finished thinking about that yet. But if it do amount to costing more, will I have more coffee creamer? This is what I'm asking myself. So I'm weighing that option in my mind. I'm weighing that option. But I'm glad to know how to make coffee creamer because that actually can eliminate a lot of that added preservatives and stuff that are in the coffee creamer. It's a little bit more healthy. That's all it is. So I'm glad to have learned that. Well, I'm gonna, my next venture is to try to make this butter. I want to see how that turns out for me. I'm really curious. <laughs> I'm really curious. I'm really, really curious. Um, also know that you can freeze bread. So if you have a deep freezer... 
could definitely freeze some bread. I've learned that you can make bread out of, I think it's called fast rising flour, quick rising flour, something along those lines, child. Don't get me to lie. But they have that and some quick rising yeast of some sort. Child. Anyhow. <laughs> I said use that as, and a little bit of uh, salt. Which I'll probably skip the salt just to see how it turned out. But I think what people like about that bread most is that when it come out of the oven, it's nice and warm. You can spread some butter on it and enjoy it. I think that's what people are liking about it. It's warm and fresh out the oven. So the hand mixer that I get is going to be need to be able to knead that dough. Because, child, my elbows cannot. My elbows is saying not tonight and not tomorrow night either. But then in some supermarkets, they have it already done and it's frozen. And all you got to do is put it in a dish, let it rise for a couple of hours, and then toss that bad boy in the oven. Now that I tried, and I absolutely liked it, but me having that type of bread when I don't have any small children, I don't have no husband, eh, I don't know if I want to bother with it. So freezing bread, at least for now, is on the to-do list. And that bread can last a little while frozen. But after a year, you're going to have to put it in rotation. So I'm thinking also if I could find a vacuum seal bag big enough to put a loaf of bread in. That way it doesn't get any freezer burn. And it will be able to last a whole lot longer than a year. Something to have in mind as well. Mm. Um, so that's that that I can share with you about you know where to get your seeds from and how to regrow things from what you got and so forth and so on There was a lot going around about this bishop and what he did on New Year's. Bishop, I'm not remembering his name, but the part that got people in shambles about his New Year's Eve church sermon was that he was playing trap music in the church. You got some people that don't approve of it and some people that approve of it. The people that approve of it 
are attacking the people that don't approve of it. And I'm like, what are you going to do when a civil war happens? If something like this got your panties all up in a bunch, what are you going to do when a civil war happens? What are you going to do when the economy, well, when they crash the economy? Because it's coming. I remember saying on this podcast that we're going to have a reenactment of the 1929 stock market crash and Great Depression. That's not going to be a week or two and then it's over with. Now you got to ask yourself, what is going to take place in order for something like that to happen? And when it happens... What's going to happen with people in all 50 states? Because if you looked at the documentary when they talked about the 1929 stock market crash and the Great Depression, some people was going to the bank to go and pull their money out the bank and the bank was closed. The wealthy and rich people got their money and left everybody else high and dry. The people that went and fought in World War II had checks that they couldn't deposit because the banks was closed. So their checks was no good. There was no food being imported and exported from the U.S. All they had was potatoes to eat. There was barely any rain for the crops to grow. There was people that died of starvation. There was people that killed their own kids, their own family members, their own neighbor, and cooked them and ate them. Cannibalism. If you look at what happened when Russia had that happened to them, when they had a war, and how there was military keeping people in cities and wouldn't let them leave, they were starving to death. They starved to death. That lasted a couple of years. What you think the people gonna do in the United States when they're hungry? People have a fit now when a homeless person goes into a CVS or something or a supermarket or something and steals a sandwich and a bottled water. People have a fit about that now. Lock the homeless person up, throw them under the jail, and throw away the key and forget that they exist. Not saying, well, look at what they stole. It was food and water. People have no empathy 
or compassion or even understanding. And then people don't have patience. They don't care. People, people rip each other's hearts out now. Imagine what people are going to do when there's no money and no food. If people are having meltdowns now and the shit didn't hit the fan yet, what are they going to do when the shit do hit the fan? This is why we're talking about prepping and people living off grid. Excuse me. People have certain locks on their doors, putting up, you know, different type of locks and stuff on their doors. Because they're like, ain't no place for me to go. Where am I going? I'm just going to stay in the house, defend the home. I I was thinking about, like, what kind of weaponry can people make out of household items? And somebody had a video. They put grits. Grits and pepper and water in a a bottle. Shook it up and threw it. And that bottle exploded. You might need to learn how to make weaponry out of household items. Bleach, ammonia. Not everybody has the heart to hold a gun. Not everybody even wants to. I like that cartoon, Inspect the Gadget. Because he would come up with all kind of things. I like that show, MacGyver. Because he would make something out of nothing. Might be a good idea to watch those two. And to take notes. If you gotta burn a motherfucker face clean off to protect the food that's in your house, then face off it is. People are not gonna think let's barter with each other. They're ripping each other's hearts out now. They're not going to think when there's no food being imported or exported to barter with each other. They're not going to think that. What they are going to think is where are all those food preppers at? They online showing a basement with, with all types of cabinets and rows upon rows upon rows of all types of food. Where the food preppers at? And this is why I say people talk too much because you're putting stuff online. You think that you can't be found. You can. How you think doxing exists? You don't need to put any prepping nothing that you got going on online for people to see for attention and likes and views. Your safety comes first.
some wild stuff. That's just a little food for thought, though. But back to the church bishop. So I decided to go on YouTube and find the thing. It was almost three hours long. And here's my opinion of it. What the hell is that man's name? Matthew Murphy. Y'all y'all know who I'm talking about anyway because it's circulating everywhere on the internet with people talking about the trap music being played inside the church. That's the man that sing that song. Praise is what I do. When I want to get next to you. That's my one of my favorite gospel songs. I'm fine to praise you. All the good and the bad. I praise you. When I'm happy or sad. Praise is what I do, and I owe it all to you. Y'all like my singing? <laughs> don't quit my job? <laughs> no worries, I don't have one anyway. <laughs> church sermon on New Year's Eve child. I saw a lady in there with a dress. It was a very pretty dress. Till I seen the side with a slit. I said, my God, that slit is a little too high. You could have a split, the slit, on the side or in the back. A little too much of a slit, though. But it was a very pretty dress. Some of the singers could sing. Some of them couldn't. You know, it was a man. I guess he was painting portraits while a sermon was going on and the praise and worship was going on. So, okay. I can't tell you what the sermon was about because once he said, I prophesy money in your pocket, that's when ADHD had kicked in for me and I was no longer paying attention. I don't know what the scriptures was and it was a couple of scripture verses that he had gave. You know. I'm not sure what he said the prophecy was, but he said God told him. And um, I remember thinking to myself, no, he didn't. No, God didn't. You'd have been better off saying, I have a word of knowledge. And then the lie and say, God told me. 
Then the trap music came on. It wouldn't have been bad if it was a bunch of saints at home or at somebody's house and they had their trap music. That's their business. Or if it was a bunch of saints, they rented out one of those conference rooms in a hotel and it was just a get-together of the, of the Christians, and they played their trap music. That's their business. But when it comes to God House, that's a problem. I thought about the story of Solomon's temple and the Ark of the Covenant, and how strict God was when it came to the Ark of the Covenant, and how he only allowed the priests, the Levites, to go beyond the veil to the Ark of the Covenant, I think it was only three times in a year. Other than that, the priests could not go beyond the veil where the Ark of the Covenant was at, inside of Solomon's temple. And I remember how precise God was about how he wanted the ark built. And I remember between the Bible and the Apocrypha, in the Bible, God was saying, <clears throat> excuse me, some filthiness was going on within Solomon's temple. How they was creating idols and worshiping idols and doing blood ritual sacrifices to demons and and to Baal and Moloch. And God left. He left. Not only did he leave Solomon's temple, but he left where the Ark of the Covenant was, where he resided. That was his space beyond the veil. Because Solomon's temple became polluted with the things that the people was doing within Solomon's temple. And in the Apocrypha, when it talked about, from what well, I didn't read the whole Apocrypha, but from what I've read, when it talked about, you know, God's presence, he was very strict as to what people can do when it came, what, what people can and cannot do when it came to being in his presence. So to have secular music that's talking about drugs and alcohol and sex 1,000% not allowed inside of the church, a.k.a. Solomon's Temple. When the musicians are homosexuals, 
God ain't going to reside within the temple. The praise and worship team is homosexuals. God is not going to. The Bible says when the head is sick, the whole heart is faint. When something is wrong with the leader, it passes down to the congregation. When something's wrong with the pastor, something's wrong with the congregation. When something's wrong with the president, something's wrong with the people. When something's wrong with the mayor and the governor, there's something wrong with the people. When the leader is not right, the people are not right. And some people, if they pay attention, they may notice this. When your finances is okay, your kids' finances is okay. When your finances is not okay, your kids' finances is not okay. When you're sick, the kid is sick. They don't even live with you, but the kid is sick. When the head is sick, the whole heart is faint. The leader of that church is not right. So the congregation is not right. When you muddy up and and pollute the temple, the church, God leaves. I remember telling you guys, what was the spirit? Ichabod. The Ichabod spirit means God has left. And the name Emmanuel means God is with us. And when you have the spirit of Ichabod, God is not there. I don't think God is in that man's church. I think he left. I think the good Lord left the temple. He got up on his his chair and and rode out. There's a lot that goes on behind the church walls. Just like in the book of Ezekiel, when God was taking Ezekiel behind the the walls of Solomon's temple. He was saying, look at all this stuff that's going on. And I want you to prophesy to them and tell them this is what I said. And there's a part in the book of Ezekiel where he got word that the things that he was prophesying to the people of Solomon's temple, those things had came to pass. And that tells you that God, whenever he decides to bring judgment, he starts with his his house first. His house meaning the church. His house meaning as a whole and as an individual. So he will go into Christians' homes and pass some judgment.
I remember it was a time, and at the beginning of the year, the end of the year going into the beginning of the year, there was pastors of mega churches that was getting exposed. Some of them was dying. And we have that now with Bishop Jakes, the exposure. But this, what T.D. Jakes is, excuse me, for me it's concerning because that's going to shed, that's going to shatter the hearts of a lot of people. And he's not the only one. None of them, Paula White, Jesse Duplantis, especially Joel Osteen, Creflo Dollar. I can say this about Creflo Dollar. When God corrected him, he noticed that it was God. And he came out and he said, I'll never forget it. He came out and he said, burn all of those prosperity books. I didn't teach it right. Forget everything that I taught you about prosperity. Burn those books. That I can respect. But the rest of them, they just keep it pushing like nothing. They don't know that God is speaking to them. And some of them know and don't care. But like God said, it doesn't. there's some people, it doesn't matter what he does to them, they still won't repent. And there's a lot of pastors that won't repent. They won't confess that they've been bending over that that uh, that desk in a, in the office. They're not gonna admit to to stealing, robbing people. They're not gonna admit to none of that. I hadn't seen not one mega church pastor come out and say anything. On behalf of Jake's, not one. I remember when Juanita Bonham came out. That woman was anointed. I could not deny her anointed, even if I was uh, blind and deaf. I could not ignore that woman's anointing. Uh, not ignore it, deny it. I can't deny it. But then something happened and it changed. And it was right around her divorce. And then she just went downhill after that. And I asked myself, what did she experience and what did she see? Because it's like she lost her mind. Bishop Noel Jones, I like him, but I don't put nothing past him. Mary, Mary, I like them. I think they all good. I could be wrong, but I think they all good. But the rest of them, they're all going to come tumbling down, one after another on the heels of each other. That is going to shatter the hearts of a lot of people. I think some people are going to be so brokenhearted behind it that they're going to commit suicide. I think people are not going to be able to handle what's going to happen with Trump. But God is breaking people's idolatry. He's showing people their idolatry. How they love whomever, but they have no love for God.
all of them pastors. No good. Now, I'll watch a sermon from time to time, but for the rest of my life, I'll never step foot back into a church. When I left, I had no intentions of returning. So, it's unfortunate. People left the, the church in droves back in 2020. And, and with the fall of the mega churches, people are not going to return back to church. But that's God's will for people to not return back to church. You're going to go back to those old, old days where people got together in each other's homes and praised and worshiped God. You're going to get to a place where you're going to see the Bible disappear. You won't be able to buy it, and then it will be illegal. That's why I say get your Bibles now. I prefer that you don't even order it. I prefer that you find you know, a library where you could buy it from, like cash, or Barnes & Noble where you could buy it from cash. It's time to start watching what you say online. There was something that I was retweeting. Not retweeting, yeah, retweeting. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like along the lines of some conspiracy theory type of thing. And my phone snapped a picture of me. I went to retweet something very similar, and again, my phone snapped a picture of me. I want y'all to be careful about what you're sharing, what you're downloading. Whatever the case may be. I am now looking for some electrical tape so I could cover the camera of my phone. It involuntarily took a picture of me. The DHS on their website pretty much said everybody is a domestic terrorist. You're an activist domestic terrorist. You are a Catholic, you're a terrorist. Trump supporter, you're a terrorist. Christian, you're a terrorist. Incel, you're a terrorist. Well, they really are, but... They have so many things now. Everybody is a freaking terrorist. And I'm wondering, is, is the baby innocent? <laughs> is the 90-year-old is the innocent? So start to be careful about what you're sharing, what you're commenting on, and what you're downloading. Because your phone might 
involuntarily snap a picture of you. I know there's a whole folder about me. And it's not like I didn't know something would come along those lines because of what I know and what I'll be sharing on this podcast. So, um, anyhow, when it comes to that church, whatever that man's name is, praise is what I do. I think the music, the trap music, was inappropriate for the church I do. There was tons of songs they could have chosen to dance to or to do the wave to or to have fun to in church for New Year's. There's tons of songs he could have chose. He didn't have to choose one about guns and drugs and sex. They didn't have to do that. Then at the end, he's like, come to the altar. If God has spoke to you, you want to join. I said, what? He's like, come to the altar. Come to the altar. Give money. I said, oh, shit, you tricked them. You tricked them. You want to join? If God spoke to you, you want to join the church? Nothing about if this is your first time here, you want to dedicate your life to Christ. Or maybe you feel like you want to rededicate your life back to Christ. Let us pray. The angels rejoice when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. said, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. I think that's in Romans 8. That's not what he did. He tricked them to go to the front to tell them, give the money. And then said, join the church. And I said, thank you and good night. So overall, like, it wasn't a horrible event from the outside looking in. The only issue really was the trap music. And I don't know what the hell he was talking about when he was giving his sermon or what was the point of the scriptures. And I don't even remember what those scriptures was, to be honest with you. I have no clue. So, that's that part. So, we're going to see how January played out. I know for the new year. Japan had another earthquake, and there was a couple of places that had an earthquake bringing in a new year. It was interesting. Nigeria um, brought in their new year 
singing songs to God. They filled up a stadium, excuse me. Yeah, but singing songs to God, I was like, well, that's smart. That was smart. That was smart. In the African news, there was, well, first there was this viral video of this woman. She was out shopping. She's from Africa. And it was three Caucasian women that was harassing her. Ended up slapping her phone out of her hand and antagonizing her and doing all type of racial things that they do. And that has showed up on the African news because it had went viral. And I believe the African woman lives in the UK. Or, or Canada, it's one of the two. I just sat and I looked at it on the, on the African news. And I said, I wonder what the correspondents are saying. So I went and clicked on the correspondence section. I you know, read a couple of it and I was like, oh wow. And I scrolled. It was the melanated women that made it go viral. Mm-hmm. It's the melanated women that made the Africans' woman's video go viral. Mm-hmm. The melanated, melanated women was like, knock if you buck for the African woman. Where they at, sis? Tell us where they at. Sis had to do a second video and said the police is on it. <laughs> she ain't want to give up the Addy. <laughs> she did not want to give the girlies the Addy at all. I don't blame her, though. But the black women was like, where they at? I just scroll. I don't have nothing to say. She was like, thank you all so much because I wouldn't have been able to do it this quick without you. I'll keep you updated. Anyhow, I found two stores in the city. I don't live in the city, but I found two stores in the city that sell oils. I'm going to mosey my way on there one of these days to get me some oil. Mm -hmm. I'm almost ready to go to Red Lobster. (coughs) I hadn't been to Red Lobster in years, excuse me. I hadn't been there forever. And everybody always praises those biscuits. I don't even remember how the biscuits tasted. 
be honest with you. But I'm just trying to give myself a little more healing time because I just got over the flu. Kind of got over the flu. I'm a lot better from when it first started. But I don't want to go out so quickly and end up with the flu. I'm already planning what I'm going to wear to go to Red Lobster. And I'm thinking about, do I want to get the girlies or I don't? Do I want to just eat my meal? Or do I want to catch up with the girlies? And be around that feminine energy at Red Lobster. I haven't decided yet, but I will. But I'm on my way to Red Lobster. So, keep me lifted up in prayer. That I would feel better. And since I am feeling a lot better from two weeks ago, this week I'm going to sit and look at the natal chart, take some notes from what I see for the month of January, and then, you know, come and do a podcast about Pluto conjunct the sun, honey. Mmm, mmm. Mmm, loose your whole devil. It's highlighting people's power over other people, groups holding power over other people that has always been hidden things people hadn't seen before. They'll be able to see it now crystal clear, and they're going to be breaking the back of that control that comes with a revolution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, anyhow, I'm going to get off of this podcast. I'm going to go lay down. I just wanted to have a chit-chat about the first 24 hours of 2024, honey. Ooh, child. My anthem for 2024 is say less. If I was making a vision board, I would put that on a vision board, but I'm not making no vision board. So it's going to be in my mind all year. Say less. I might take a piece of paper and write some affirmations and put it up on my mirror or something to remind myself all year what my affirmation is and one of them the first one is say less until next time you guys hope you have a happy and prosperous and peaceful and safe and adventurous 2024 shalom